Welcome to Love Unlocks Live Sessions. I'm Heinz Winkler and my guest today is in studio with me. It's Pastor Raymond Lombard, uh, but we will get to him just now. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. Well, let's say hi. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thanks so much, Heinz. I'm not used to having someone in the studio, so it's a whole new thing for me, <laughs> but it's great. Thank let's you for being it. here. <laughs> Guys, thank you for joining us. I can see people logging on from all over the country and the, the world for that matter. Again, thank you for joining us. I know last week we had nothing going on, um, but we are back. We are stronger than ever and very excited to, to share how God's love has unlocked people's lives with you. So, And that is what the show is all about. And it's brought to you by our, by our ministry called Love Key. We minister wholeness to families and unity to the body of Christ. And we do it through shows like this and our ministry that we do. So thank you for logging on and being part of this. Uh, today, as I've started the last two weeks to do, we are going to have a quick testimony and encouragement from my young evangelist friend, Picard Hen, all the way from Uppington. And, uh, and funnily enough, Pastor Lombard is going to be in Uppington this Sunday. So if you are tuning in from Uppington, I'm going to give you Picard who's from there. And Sunday, you can go and visit the church that, that uh, Raymond will be at. But uh, without any further ado, listen to this encouragement from Picard. Here we go. Hi guys, my name is Picard Hen and I'm so excited to share this short testimony with you of what happened, This what's the, the, the weekends look like for me and my wife. Uh, this weekend I decided to take my wife away outside of uh, Karkamas, which is a small town just about 90 kilometers from Uppington. We are actually from Uppington, we live from Uppington and uh, if, if I can quickly just show you the view that I have here from the balcony of the place that that I that we hired or rented just for this weekend um, you know it's it's a beautiful place to be and um, me and my wife actually missed our anniversary our first year anniversary to go away because we were busy ministering in Pretoria with friends of ours anyway so we decided to come this weekend quickly get a quick breakaway um, at this amazing place called Kamkiri just outside of Kakamas uh, if you're in the area then uh, come visit them you would be blessed anyways so we quickly went to the shop just before we came here on Friday and uh, and as we got to the places that we got to we went to Spar, we went to Mr Price we went to crazy store we wanted to buy some board games and card games just for entertainment when we don't know what to do when we actually do know what to do every time there's something always anyway uh, so we came here but on our way to this one shop we saw these bunch of guys standing in a group a big group of guys standing outside of the shop and they looked really angry and they looked a little bit uh, dangerous my wife actually said she doesn't want to walk through them um, because they looked a little bit dangerous you know so but in situa situations like that I love to walk into that situations it's like the uh, um, the little lion cups in Lion King that says we laugh in the face of danger ha 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 I love to walk into that places and just manifest Jesus, manifest his love, share the gospel with those people because those were the people that I was before I met Jesus and nobody ever shared the gospel with me. So I love to share the gospel with the people that's rough and tough, selfish people, you know. And um, so I walked into the shop and I said, hey guys, I want to quickly check out the shoes that you have here. We walked into the shop and then on my way out, I stopped and I said, listen, one day when we are going to die because we are going to die, we are going to stand in front of God and give an account for our lives. And then this sin in our lives has set, separated us from God. But Jesus came to separate us from our sins. And I started sharing the gospel with these guys. And the group started uh, just came closer. And these guys started standing in a circle and just listening, not saying a thing. And I, and I love 
you know throwing in some jokes in between so people can laugh a bit and their hearts get softened and they receive easier when when they see you not just a little stiff neck pastor you know trying to say something to them preach the gospel to them but to actually love them and know that you know what they are going through because the bible speaks of it and i've been through that stuff my whole life was sex drugs rock and roll they wanted to lock me up for nine years for selling drugs actually uh, back in 2011 i think 2011 or 2012 anyway so Here's the thing, I started sharing the gospel with them and at the end I said, I'm not walking out of the store unless I know for sure that you guys are right with God, that you are saved, that you are born again, that you are spirit filled. So who wants to give their life to Jesus? And all of a sudden these people just looked at one another and they made the circle closer. We took hands, we prayed and all of them received Jesus as their Lord. On my way out, I saw this guy smiling. I said, do you know these people? He says, my friends. I said, you love the Lord because I could see it in his eyes. The Bible says the eye is the lamp of the body. The eye is the lamp of the body. If the eye is single, the body is full of light. If we are single focused, looking at Jesus all the time, our whole body would be full of light. So we can see in the eyes of people if they know the Lord or not. I said, you love Jesus? He said, yes. I said, this is your friends. And you just witnessed how they dedicated, rededicated and dedicated their lives to the Lord. When they miss it again, just tell them remember help them remember the day they said yes to jesus and no to everything that is in this world that does not set, satisfy us nothing can satisfy us but jesus came to set us free jesus came to fill us he is the living water if we drink from him we'll never go thirsty again if we eat from him which is the bread of life we never go hungry again but today i want to encourage you to never be afraid of walking into the situations and sharing the gospel with people paul said i'm not ashamed of this gospel for in it is the power of god unto salvation when we share the gospel and when we we're not afraid to share the gospel then it releases the power of god and people will get saved today people is waiting for you people are waiting for you to walk out what god has called you to walk down to share the gospel share some good news with him tell him that jesus loves him and give them the opportunity to meet him today i hope this bless you and uh, have an awesome awesome week love you guys Awesome. Thank you so much, Picard. I hope that encouraged you and, and showed you just once again that there's really nothing that can stand in the path of God's love when it connects with someone's spirit. So let's let's keep being uh, aware and vigilant and, and, and let the Holy Spirit lead us into situations that may make us uncomfortable, but, but to always be um, ready to share the hope that we have. Um, on that note, I just wanted to quickly remind you guys, my wife and I, uh, have started another marriage seminar online on Thursday nights. It started last week, but you can still join us. Uh, the link is on Quicket. You can go to Quicket and look for Let's Talk Marriage with me and my wife. And uh, you can also check on our social media pages for the, for the link to get tickets there. And you can join us on a private Facebook group every week live on a Thursday night where we will do that. Then I want to quickly share with you a clip from my brand new song, Our Nation which is out now um, on YouTube and you can go check that on my YouTube page and you can also um, get the song from Friday. It will be on your favorite digital platform. This is just a quick glimpse of the song. Here we go. done watching our home slip away corruption and crime and moral decay we will model the truth the life the way we declare and decree 
That our land is free from fear and from hate and from curses decree. We're united in Christ. We agree. Our nation belongs to God and Jesus is our There you have it. Uh, just a quick teaser, quick glimpse of the new song where we are proclaiming truth and life and love over our nation. Uh, so go and check it out on YouTube. And from Friday, it'll be on your favorite digital platform. All right. But that's enough of all of that. I want to finally chat to my special guest today. Thank you for being here today. Thank you. We, Thank you so much. <laughs> we are actually meeting for the first time today. Uh, and it's it's a, such a pleasure, such a joy. Um, and I'm saying joy for a reason. Because this month, uh, you can find Pastor Raymond on the cover of Joy and Yaich. Uh, there's already a new Joy out with, with uh, Thule on it. But Yaich is still available and, uh, and you can check that out and make sure that you get your copy. We're going to touch on some of the things that, we, that, is, that are in the magazine, but there is so much information about uh, Pastor Lombard's ministry and everything that he's doing and up to. Um, so please make sure that you grab your copy today uh, or as soon as you can. So without any further ado, welcome to Love Unlocks. Thank you. What a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Heinz. Thank you for what coming. What an honor. Yeah, hey, the honor is mine. Um, it's been so great to, to read about um, what you've been up to. What an amazing life and yes. legacy. And uh, to, to hear the, the fullness, the richness of what God has done through your life and yeah. in your family and in your ministry. It's such a pleasure. Um, so yeah. thank you for taking the time thank to, you, to come here. I think it's a way of keeping me out of trouble. Okay. God keeps me busy. <laughs> so he knows if you can keep this guy busy, yeah, yeah. he won't be up to much nonsense. Oh, oh, that's he knows. <laughs> I love it. So, so we we really believe in the family, the value of family, sure. of marriage. Uh, we believe that's God's plan. So, I always like to to ask people. Uh, we start with a bit of your family story. Sure. So, I see that you are married to Amanda. Yes. You guys have been married for eighteen years. Wow, eighteen years. And you, please please tell us how did you guys meet? And uh, I would love to tell. And yeah. So what happened? My wife passed away uh, nearly twenty years ago. All right. And so I had a preacher in my church, a Duomany, and he comes from a reform background, and he said to me, Ray, you need another wife in ministry. You're only 42 now. Yeah. He says, you've got a whole life in front of you. And I'm like, no, wow. no, no. My wife passed away. I have two children. I'm okay. Yeah, yeah. And he and his wife was like, no, we've got this nice lady. You should meet her. Oh, so they really had said, a plan. Yes, yes. And I said, well, you know, uh, I'm not comfortable seeing ladies at the moment. And they're like, no, no, no. And I'm like, and they said, no, our son is going to get married. Okay. Uh, and uh, we would like uh, you to accompany her to a wedding. And I'm like, no, I can't accompany somebody I don't know to a wedding. So the long story short, uh, <laughs> they took me to a house, had a, a, a um, coffee together. And after that, uh, a few weeks later, I phoned her and I said, listen, uh, can I meet you at, um, 
it was then Zerbins in Tiger Valley. I said, I would like Zerbins. to have him. Yes, yes, those, okay. those years. I said, meet me at Zerbins for a cup of coffee. And as we sat there, I said to her, okay, this is it. I will, I will accompany you to the wedding. She never asked me. Oh. And I said, I'll take you there. And she's like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I want you to take me then. I'm like, well, I thought that's why it introduced me that's to you. That's the whole idea. And, uh, and so she said, I, that would be great. And so that night I took her to her son's wedding at the Lanzarote Hotel, wow. not too far from here. Yeah. And, you know, um, and after that, uh, two weeks later, I said to her, can we have a cup of coffee and uh, back at Zerbin's? And so we start meeting. And so I come to know Amanda. And if I can describe my wife, I've never met in my entire life a woman that's more righteous mm. than my wife. Wow. Uh, honest. God-fearing, righteous woman of wow. God. Her name is Amanda, and Amanda means worthy to be loved. Beautiful. That's the meaning of Amanda. So we now, uh, we are actually two tribes mm. that merged. Yeah. She had three children, I had two, so together we have five. Wow. Her children is mine, my children is my wife's. So her husband passed away, my wife passed away, and today the five children that we have Together, they have six grandchildren already for us, as you know. That as, is amazing. Yes, as Oma and Opa. So we are very grateful. We love them. You know what's amazing, Heinz? All five of our children knows Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Wow. All five gave their life to Jesus, been baptized, and their marriage partners, yeah. all five, knows Jesus. So all wow. ten love the Lord, serve the Lord. So this that's is the amazing. greatest gift. If your children knows and serve God. Absolutely. I think that's the greatest legacy you can have and leave. And that's true wealth is, yes. is, is knowing that your children are going to heaven and you know, will be reunited one day. You know, what when, a joy. That's amazing. What a joy. This is the greatest gift that God could give us, uh, that all our children know and love and serve the Lord and to him all the glory. That is amazing. And uh, as to my wife. Um, she does a lot at church and uh, make very sure that everything is in good order. Mm -hmm. And uh, she has all these dreams and uh, I must fund it. <laughs> yeah, I must make sure we want new chairs. We want a new roof here. And this must be a new window. We need to paint that wall. And I, I said, love it. I must I fund it. all that dreams yeah, yeah, in the yeah, church. Yeah. Somehow. So, but together, it has we, to come God has blessed us. Thank you. It makes me think of that, that joke in Afrikaans. When you trouw dan raak jy, verander jou naam, as een man, verander jou naam na iemand ons en een mens. <laughs> Want iemand moet daar ding skyf. Yes, yes. Ons moet daar verander. Yes. En, weet, een mens moet asjeblief net daar, en dan sê vir jy, ek keer as hy dit sê, en dan sê jy. Maar, that is such an amazing testimony in itself. I think if, if we can, you know, make sure that our children and children's children are, are God's children, yes. that is such a, yes. I mean, we're not completely there yet, but I would love, to, while we're on that subject, yes. could you maybe share what you think, looking back now, what is the most important thing that you guys did yes. or intentionally kept in mind yes. to, 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 to have the fruit that yes. is your children knows Jesus? Yes. I think one of the things is that we accepted each other's children as our own. Oh. You know, when you bring two families together, and in your country, in a broken country, mm. there's a lot of divorce going on. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that that they lost their partners in life yes. to death. Mm. And once you make that decision that you're going to walk a path with someone, 
uh, if you are really committed and you love Jesus and you share Jesus, I think, you know, Heinz, the fact that they could see Jesus in our lives, mm. our commitment to Jesus. And, you know, my wife really prayed for our children every day. Wow. She mentioned their name to Jesus one by one, bringing them to the throne of God. Yeah. You know, and, and to do that, mm. you know, that, that type of commitment to have a, a wife that really pray by name for the children. And I think most of all is uh, if you share your life with them and being honest, being a person of integrity and, you know, you, what you say is you do that mm. and you, you don't say a thing and do something else. I think when the children see that, who you are, I think it's more than what we say. Is who we are yeah. because children read us like a book. Absolutely. And so one thing is if we are honest before the Lord, if we love the Lord, if we truly serve the Lord, if the Lord is first in our lives, mm. that make a huge impression. You know, the Bible says that if you teach a child in his ways in the yeah. days of his youth, when he gets old, he will return. He will not depart from it. Absolutely. Uh, sure. Powerful. Thanks to God for that. On the same note, I, I've, I've met many people that are in ministry and they love Jesus so much. But at, at some point, the, it seems like they, they may have lost their children because the, it's, to their children, it seems yes. like the ministry is more important yes. than, than I am. Yes. And there's a lot of pastors, kids, Duminis kids out there that, that still today, I know some of them, they... They have an issue with God because they feel the ministry stole my parents. If there are pastors listening, leaders listening, what is? how do we get that balance right between living out the call God has for us, but at the same time not neglecting our wives and children? Yeah, that of course is not easy because it speaks of a lot of commitment. Mm. And it calls for having a balanced life in Christ and making time for your family. Um, my wife loves to spend time with the children as soon as she can get it. She'll take it any day. Mm. And I think um, being in ministry, it is very, very uh, um, uh, uh, a hole that you very easily can fall into by being so committed to God's work. Let me put it to your hands in another way. If I could ever have my life, although my children serve the Lord, to be very honest, if I could have my life over again, and I don't know why we must first get older. I said to my wife, we always say, <laughs> if I, what I know today, yeah. knew when I was in my 20s, yes. I would approach things differently. Yes. But Lord, why do you give us children when we're in our 20s yeah. and we still need a lot of brains to make the right decisions? <laughs> but, but learning from that is if I could have it over again, I would spend even more time. With awesome. my children. Awesome. You know, we spent our nights reading out of a book to our children, praying with them, put them to bed. You do those things. Mm. But life can get very hectic. Mm. But the one thing you can do now is what's past is past. Um, make up the time. Yeah. What you now can do is to love them more. Show them you love them. Yeah. Show them you care. Show them that you appreciate them. So good. That is what we can do. I mean, water on the dear die brug as water on the dear die brug. Yeah. You know, so for, for you there, out there, yes, thank God that all your children serve the Lord, but keep on praying for your children and what you've instilled in them, it will not go away mm. because what God has put through you in their lives, it will grow, it will come to fruit. We're not sure when, but keep on praying. You know, I've just got a, a new person in my church. I need to tell you, his mom, uh, when he gave me the letter, 
Heinz, I said to him, give me the letter. It was on his cell phone. He sent it to me and I print the letter. I've got it on my desk. 16 years ago, his mom prayed one of the most precious prayers I've ever heard of a lady praying a woman for a child. And she says, Lord, my son, he needs Jesus. And she prayed 16 years ago. And he mm. just came to the Lord in a lockdown. And he's like, wow. I was on a farm out there and I met Jesus in the field, gave my life to the Lord. And you know what? Sometimes it takes many years. Yeah. So what I want to is I want to encourage you and say, don't stop praying if your son or your daughter is not there yet. Keep on praying. This guy came to Jesus a few months ago mm. and he's just been baptized a few weeks ago. His whole family, uh, I'm talking about the family of six or seven wow. that have come everybody to Christ because of the dad. Sure. And it's a mom's prayer 16 years ago. Powerful. She wrote it to the Lord and said, mm. Lord, in Jesus' name, save my son, Loki. And the Lord did. Beautiful. God answers prayer. Amen. The power of, what I'm hearing is the power of prayer and also what I've seen is the power of repentance from a parent to a child to say, listen, sure. yes, it's water under the bridge. Yes. But you know, I want to look you in the eye and say, yes. I know I've made some mistakes, but I want to rectify them and, and walk with you in, 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 a, in a better way. And yeah. I think that's, there's power in yeah. that. And you know, Heinz, there's something we shouldn't forget. Mm. And this is we have an eternal perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our lives has just started. Mm. If you think about eternity, you can spend eternity with your children in heaven one day. Even if the relationship is not the way it should be. Mm. Then me and my wife, sometimes when the relationship wasn't what, what, like it should be, and I'm like, okay, lovey, let's pray again for them today. But you know what? I will have the whole of eternity to sit with this son of mine under a tree and talk to him about lost time and everything. I said, but let's trust God to do something now. And he did. But here's the thing. You have all eternity with your children one day. So don't lose time now. Start building on that relationship that when we get to the other side, that we will be happy to see each other. Sure. We are investing in eternity. We are people of eternity. Amen. Not of time. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I love that. So you've, uh, you've given us a, a word for your wife, which I think is, is beautiful. Um, if, can you quickly tell us a bit about your five kids? You've, you've got uh, three adopted, right? Yes. And what I like about that part of the story as well is I think if I, if I may take the liberty of assuming, uh, which is dangerous, but I want to, did you learn something about the father heart of God through that whole experience? Absolutely. Because we as children of God yes. are all adopted yes. into his family. A absolutely. I learned a lot. And what I learned is all my failures come to the fore. <laughs> it's scary. Wow. Yes, yes. You know, because, you know, it was a way of God teaching me more about myself. You know, otherwise we live selfish lives. So I had to learn a lot about giving. Sure. You know, so, so what it taught me is to give yourself to somebody else. And so, for sure, um, yes, Pierre and Shannon, the oldest two, they're in England, they immigrated. And he's got a fantastic job in England, doing very well. And we are very proud of them. And then the other two, Ryan and Michelle, they have two children, Pierre and Shannon, of course, too. And Ryan Michelle, he is running a Caltron engineering business. Wow. Son, he takes care for the Cape, uh, Western Cape Peninsula region for, um, you know, whatever uh, the shoerage of the, of the communities. And so he's very much involved in his business. Uh, in that, knows the Lord, loves the Lord, and his wife, Michelle, and they've got two beautiful children. And then Raymond and his wife, uh, Nicolette, they together, uh, they know the Lord, they serve the Lord, 
And we know that God walks a path with them in a very special way. And then Clarissa and Vessel, they are, you didn't know that, Heinz. They are the youth pastors couple at Hillsong. What? So he's the university student's pastor. So And they cool. have a group of about 800 people under Wonderful. the group. And Clarissa got a degree in art and design, our daughter. And she does all Hillsong's, uh, you know, designing and so on with her team. But wow. they are the youth car pastors couple. And, you know, they bring thousands of young people together. And we went to the places Clarissa preach, Vessel yeah. preach. Uh, they shine for mm. the Lord. I mean, they do great work. They invited him the other day to England. And he did a fantastic job in England. They went to Australia. And so God used them in a powerful way, our children. So even in full-time ministry, wow. giving their lives to the Lord, full-time, working amazing. for the Lord. That's very special. Wow. And then Sean and Annalie, the youngest couple, they were six months in China, six months in Tennessee. I love, of course, Tennessee in the U.S. Oof, I've been going there for... 15 years every year my friends got a farm there in tennessee oh. and so we can go there whenever we want whenever we go to the states beautiful this is my second home is tennessee love tennessee so we've got something in common yeah, i love I, i love going to nashville yes uh, that new song of mine sure. was produced in nashville really yeah. so we were there i ministered to memphis not too far away had my meetings in nashville better grant old opry and all those <laughs> oh, things beautiful. i'm telling you but nice. now yes did you get your blue suede yeah. shoes though in Memphis no I did not my <laughs> wife says no ways she says you don't put that on so but anyway and so Sean and, and, and Annalie they are back in South Africa from Tennessee uh, serve the Lord in our church and he runs a uh, Knox uh, coffee shop he's uh, he loves uh, making coffee for people and my daughter she works for uh, Hilo uh, which is an internet company wow. but uh, they've got a youth group in our church and so they're much involved also, you know, with the young people in our church. I think I've been to that coffee shop. Yes, Knox. you were. They told me. Yeah. That's a, yes, that's a coffee shop. Oh, you should go and have a look now what's happening there. Okay. And they served you. I was, I was, yes, I, she took my, I took my guitar yes. for a service yes. around the corner. That's it. And I, I was looking for a coffee shop yes. on my phone. Like right, I, I right opposite park of it. And it was right there. Yes, and that's it. You were there. I remember the name. Yeah. I, please, I invite you back for a Knox coffee. Please, Thank let's you. do it. I'd love to do it. Yeah, go go support Knox Coffee if you're in the that area. That you will so love cool. it. No, they really make the best coffee. By the way, Adam, that's a top barista there. They had a competition the other day in Cape Town, yeah. and they brought people in from around the world. And so the guy that could make coffee with the leaves. Um, on you know you know when you look at your coffee when they give you the cup yeah. and then they make this uh, patterns uh, yes yeah. and so the, I think the top guy he made uh, nine or ten. Adam can make, I think, 13 or 14. Whoa. He beat some of the best in the world. Yo. No, he's good. So you can go get, get good coffee at Knox Coffee. If you want 13 leaves on your cappuccino, <laughs> that's the place <laughs> to go. <laughs> It'll knock your socks off. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Anyway, oh, man, that's funny. All right. So um, I would love to know if you are willing to share with us today one or two embarrassing moments out of your i mean you've had such a long career as a as a as a pastor as yes. someone ministering to so many people um yeah can you maybe share one or two stories <laughs> i'd love to hear them no i can share one or two if you would like to hear us. <laughs> so the one was i sat on my uh, in my study and i had my shorts on it's a saturday afternoon and i'm preparing very involved in my message for sunday morning and evening so I was really into it and I look up my, my, the, my at that point in time my home 
my house was right opposite the church. So it's a right pastory. Yeah, but you know, it's not good because everybody <laughs> so will try to come on eggs. Exactly. <laughs> it's a good and a bad. So this yeah. time I sat there and I saw but there's cars in the parking area just before <laughs> three o'clock. And I'm wondering, I wonder what these people, why they stopped there. So I continue. And when I look up, I saw the bridegroom and some of his friends got out of some of the cars and I thought, Oh, they come to take pictures here for some reason. So I go on. And when I look up again, I saw, but they're all walking into my church. And I'm like, yeah. but the church is supposed to be closed. Yeah. What's going on here? And so, and the next moment I realize it's six minutes before three and I'm the one to marry this couple <laughs> in six minutes. Heinz, uh, I don't know. It, oh. I, I ran into my room. May I ask how long ago was this? A few years ago. <laughs> All right. Okay. So there's so, no one else who so, knew that could help you, yeah, remind yeah. you. No, 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 okay. no. That was one of those days. Oh, man. I ran into my room. I grabbed my clothes, <laughs> no toothpaste, <laughs> no comb. And as I ran out of the uh, out of my house, I grabbed my Bible and I grabbed the papers and, I mean, the Yo. register for marriage. Yeah, register. the whole thing. And I, and, and I broke the 200-meter record. record. <laughs> With a Bible in my left hand and my register in the right hand for, That's for, for wedding. And as I, uh, I entered the door of the church, I put on the brakes. And the guy working in my church, he's like, Pastor, one minute before three. And at that moment, the car with the bride yeah. came in. So I walked up, he put my stuff on. And as I turned around, the bride came walking in. And I was cool, calm as you can get it. Yes. Let us pray that together. So good. And Lord, Lord. <laughs> You know what I find? That is impressive. What I find even more impressive mm -hmm. is that the bride was on time. She was. That is that's that, scary. You don't, you don't find that, that often. No, no, no. That was, so that, that, that was scary. Because that could have given you a bit of time, yeah, but it yeah. didn't. No, so I was very embarrassed with him. <laughs> and oh, uh, so, and as I stood there, of course, um, I just thank God. But yes. So, but the other time was looking for a dead body of a pastor. What? Yes. Looking for a dead body. Uh, yes. So what happened was this old pastor oh, of 92 yeah. in Bethlehem. So uh, that was just before I came to Cape Town. So, uh, this is he, Bethlehem Freistad. Yeah, Bethlehem Freistad. Okay. So, <laughs> yes, so this guy, um, he passed away, lovely man of God. And so the family asked me, please, would you mind to, you know, to bury the old pastor? And I'm so sure, of course I will. But they said, but not here. You must go to where the family lives. And that's like... 30, 40 kilometers uh, way into uh, the fields. Wow. And uh, on a farm, they have a grave for all the, a graveyard, small graveyard for the family, family okay, graveyard okay, on a farm. Okay. And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do that. So, but now it is like it's a Friday afternoon and weekend is on us. And so I said to the guy that's driving the hearse, I said to him, listen, when you get out of town, would you mind just to, you know, I mean, 30, 40 kilometers. Yeah. Let's catch up some time. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, And yeah. he's like, oh, I, I can do that with hers. <laughs> I said, you know, the old man is dead and we need to get moving. Oh, my goodness. So, and so, and, but now the guy that had to lock up the church the Friday afternoon couldn't make it. So I, I personally locked up the church, closed the doors. And as I got to my car, I could see down the street about 750 meters. And I see there the last car go around the corner. And I'm like, oh, you know, I've got three quarters of a kilometer to catch up to, you know, all these people. But I mean, I can do it easily. Yeah. And as I took that turn, a truck came in front of me. And it's a bridge. And so it took me about seven minutes uh, to cross the bridge. And when I got oh there, no. there's no hearse, there's no dead pastor, there's no coffin, there's no car, nothing. And I don't know where to bury this guy. 
Oh, you were supposed to follow them? Yes. Oh, man. And they're gone. Oh. And I'm like, Lord, Jesus, please help me. And I gave it. I had a Toyota Corolla. I was doing 160. I couldn't catch them. Oh. And I think, and I told the guy, you know, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah. it. You, you know, let's get moving. Yeah. So I, I'm telling you. And I couldn't catch them. Oh, wow. And I was doing 160. And after about 25 kilometers, I see a car is catching me at 160. Yeah. And I thought, but it's impossible. This is surreal. And I said to myself, I must be dreaming. This is a nightmare. So I start pinching myself and speaking <laughs> to the Lord. And I feel, but this is real. And then I hit the gravel road at 160. I don't know the road. Ugh. And the car stayed on his wheels. And so, and I slowed down. And the car came past me. And as the guy came past, he showed me, come, come. And I'm like, no, this is not true. How can a guy at 160 caught up with me and show me, come? Yeah. And I'm like, Lord, really? I don't understand this. I've got no explanation. And about seven kilometers following him, he put on his uh, flicker to turn left. And so we drove into a farm area around some little copies. Yeah. And we've got around, yes, the graves. Yeah. And yes, the green uh, sheet that I put on the ground, uh, the cloth. And yes, the machine to let the casket over. And there's nobody. It's well, just the two of us. I know. And uh, I got off my car. I said to him, what's going on? And he's like, no, pastor. Um, they're coming. I said, no, 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 no. It's impossible. <laughs> I can't pass, you know, the whole um, uh, uh, entourage of cars and the hearse at 160 and don't see it. It's yeah, impossible. Yeah. And he's like, no, no. When we left town, the guy in front, the guy that's driving this, he decides, let's take through the neighborhood a nice drive. <laughs> and then we go on the other side. I said, I'm about, uh, but we, as you came past by the junction, I saw you and I tried to catch you. It took me 25 kilometers to catch you. Oh, my word. And Hectic. so that was very embarrassing to me. But we had a good funeral and we put him uh, where he should belong. And God has been good once again. But, uh, I mean, these things do happen. Oh, my word. Yeah, yeah. That, that is, yeah. yeah. And luckily there weren't any cameras to catch you. Yeah, but you know what was frightening to me? We just had in a newspaper uh, where twice at that point in time, People that were carrying the casket from the hearse to the grave with the bottom fall out with a dead person. <gasps> and no. it was in the papers. Yes, what happened was uh, uh, um, one of these uh, funeral parlors signed a contract with um, Indians in Durban. Yeah. And they sent up the, the very nice casket, but the bottom they put softboard. Oh, no. Yes, to save wood. To save and, money. Yeah, so I could see when I was trying to find this. Yeah. dead person in this body and this pastor and I think Lord I can see it you know on the lamppost yeah. pastor you know never <laughs> been at the funeral and oh I could just see it I just prayed oh know, man crazy stuff well what I'm hearing is that God actually accelerated you in that moment and you were there first <laughs> and that's that's quite amazing all right so we can read from the this amazing article in uh, in joy magazine I've I've read so much um, and I want to encourage people to go and get the joy get the yaych and read more about this so many amazing amazing stories of the ministries that you're involved with it's not just one guys there's there's a lot um, and it's just amazing can I ask how old you are I am now 60 years old 60 years old still going strong still energetic he's got five kids six grandkids guys 
there's no excuse. There's so much to do. Absolutely. We need to do it. Absolutely. But I, I want to ask you, with looking back on your life, all the things that have already happened that God has already done through your ministries, with the with the, what, whatever the rest of your life is, sure. what do you still hope and dream to achieve? You know, uh, one thing is for sure. There's 2.3 billion people out there in our world today of 7.7 billion. There's 2.3 billion that never heard ever the name of Jesus Christ. Wow. Never read a Bible. Mm. Never heard about a Bible. And so the one thing that keeps me going all the time is what can we do yeah. to make sure that they can also uh, hear and learn about the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. So we have put things in place, our app, Heart of Man app, that you can now share the gospel with the 220 nations of the world without the Bible, without literature. So we've worked three years on that so that we can now take the gospel all over the earth on your smartphone. Yeah. And never ever before we've got the licensing rights from All Nations Gospel Publishers. We've got a company that built it for us over a period of three years. Mm. Uh, companies and guys that did it for us. So, And that is to get the gospel out there where people can really know about Jesus. You know, Hans, I've traveled many countries of the world, 62 nations. But, the, you know, the thing that's very close to my heart, except for certain places in Africa, is Southeast Asia yeah. and the Far East, mm. because that is uh, the cluster where millions and millions of people never heard about Jesus. So I've trained now more than 22,000 pastors in hardcore evangelism. Wow. You now, being the Africa Director for Evangelism and Church Planting on the continent of Africa, so I do manage 44 nations in Africa alone. Wow. Uh, evangelism and Church Planting. That's why I work in the deserts, uh, in the rainforest, in the Congo, from Morocco to the northwest from the continent of Africa to Egypt, uh, that is the northeast of the continent of Africa. Sure. That many um, recordings, underground TV stations and secret uh, to 380 million Muslim homes what? in the world. Yo. So we were doing programs there. And we've got, uh, um, you know, um, That's a broadcast from California. People think mm. that we're broadcasting from California, but while we're doing it in Egypt. So <laughs> we do that in secrecy. So there's a lot of things that we do that we don't talk about. And, you know, travel through the continent of Africa and the world. Uh, the greatest need, uh, to answer your question, is to get the word out there. Mm. So by, by uh, you know, by YouTube, by what we're doing, me and you, even now, making it possible people are speaking from all over the world to us. Yeah. So this is getting the gospel out. If you ask me, my soul will never rest until, as long as I live, I can still share Jesus Christ with the world out there. And to us, it's very, very serious. You know, Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 14, and that this gospel of this kingdom shall be preached unto all the world, and then the end shall come. Mm. So the fact is that, you know, if we want Jesus to come, let me tell you something about this. Jesus Christ will not return to earth. And we can stand at our head and me and you, and we can sing the most beautiful songs and preach the most beautiful messages. But if we don't finish the job, there's a job to be done. Sure. He said, and this gospel of this kingdom yeah. shall be preached unto all the... You know, if you look in the Revelation chapter 5, from every tribe, every nation, every tongue, and every kingdom, yeah. so uh, that, that needs to take place. Yeah. And if we don't do that, Jesus will not come. He mm. said that this gospel shall first be preached, not every person, but every tribe, every nation, every ethnos, Greek, yeah. which means 
ethnic group yes. should hear. Yeah. So why, why, why are you doing what you're doing? Why am I doing what we're doing? We have only one vision, and that is to get the word out there. So my heart pumped for that. You know, and the fact that the Lord one day in a vision showed me my place in the body of Christ. And I don't think there's many people that live that can say, you know, and Jesus visited me in my room in Wolfie's Bay. And that's in my book, The Testimony, when Jesus himself walked into my room. And, you know, one day when I was fasting and praying in my church here in Cape Town, the Lord Jesus even showed me my place in the body of Christ. When I look at the body of a man in a vision, he was standing two feet above the ground and I saw the body of this human being. But his heart was cut open and I could see in his heart. Yeah. And when I look there and I see the orta coming above the heart, mm. when it opens up, and Jesus said to me, that's your place, my son. And he said, because you must be my channel. So what I'm doing is that the Lord through me, the spirit can flow mm. and take the gospel out and use me. And the Lord said to me, you know, I don't want sin in your life because that will block the aorta. Mm. So I don't sure. want any blockage in your life, my son. Mm. Your heart needs to be clean. Wow. You need to be pure before me so yeah. that you can be an instrument of my grace. So for me, I live for Christ. I live for nothing else. And of course, the dear ones has given me and to do what he's called me to do. But when you know your place in the body of Christ, when you know what God called you to do, that gives you a lot of courage, mm. you know, and, and, and no, not, no weapon against you that's formed can stand. No devil can, you know, derail you. Once you know the calling of God and his hand is on your life and what he wants you to do and you focus to do that, that makes a huge difference, you know. And so God gave us his word. He one day told me in an airplane when I was doing some study work, he says, I give my word only to him who gives his life to my word. Wow. There ain't a lot around. Think about that. Just say Any, that again. That's so powerful. I give my word only to him who gives his life for my word. Mm. And you see, here's the thing. Anybody can take up the Bible and say something about the verse. But if you want to give somebody the word of God, you can only do that. If God has given you his word and he said, you need to give your life for my word. Mm. If you give your life for my word, I will give you my word. And he told me, I will only give my word to him or to her that has given their life for my word. Wow. Very powerful. That happened in West Africa, 39,000 feet above ground. <laughs> oh, yes. Spirit of God. Kilimanjaro. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Kilimanjaro is 10 kilometers above that. <laughs> I don't know if it's in kilometers. Yeah. I'm embarrassed to say yeah. that. <laughs> That's amazing. That is powerful. And I, I think that is something we all need to wrestle with a little bit, you know. Yeah. Am, am I really there that I've yeah. given my whole life to Christ or is it just a little bit? Or is, you know? Yeah, yeah it's very, it, is, it is very, very powerful. Even the way I come to Jesus, you know, mm. and, and how Jesus, because you must remember the way I got saved. If you give me opportunity just now to say a word. Well, that is my next question. So mm. let's do that. Please tell us how, how did you get saved? Well, you see, this is what changed my life. This is what determined all my life. I was uh, 18, 19 years old and I was called up to the Navy. We are three brothers. So one went to the army, five Sai and Lady Smith. The other one went to uh, Air Force and I went to the Navy. And we were the first trained Marines in South Africa, my oh, group wow. of 400. <laughs> so I'm trained to fight on earth and on sea. 
Okay. So we were the first group. So I can do both. I was trained in the desert for 18 months, trained on sea for six months. So that was my training. And that was in 1978, uh, uh, 79, and 80. Almost sounds like God had a plan back then. Because yep. if you think of where you go to minister, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. there was some preparation, absolutely, it sounds like. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, so here's the thing. So, and, and while we were in our training in Saldana, um, you know, we were four friends and we met another guy, three friends and we met another guy. And so one evening we were speaking, you know, guys, we are training. And I mean, we're going to be Marines and we're going to fight the enemy. But mm. what happens if we die? You know? yeah, sure. And so the one guy Good said, question. yeah, yeah. So the one guy said, um, Ray, if you die, where will you go? I said, I'll go to heaven. Mm. He says, how do you know? I said, my grandfather preached in the church yeah. when Dwemen is not there. I go to Sunday school. I went to youth. And, you know, catechism. Yeah, no, no, I go to church. And he's like, oh. He said, but, you know, the Bible says if you're not born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so, you know, I was quiet. For four nights, I couldn't sleep. Mm. Four days and four nights, I had to fight inside. Wow. And so I couldn't sleep. The guys are very tight at night after all day of training. And then that fourth night, I went to him and I woke him up and I said, Ricard, come here. <laughs> and he's like, I'm tired, Ray. Let yeah, me just sleep. I said, no, 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 come, come. So I went outside, sat under a tree. And he's like, what play you? No, what's going on? And I'm like, I want to be born again. He says, mm. so? I said, what must I do? He says, I don't know. And I'm like, no, no. You can't say that. Yeah. You said to me, yes. the Bible says, except man be born again. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Wow. And I'm like, no, you must know. He says, I don't. I said, well, what must I do? He says, I suppose you should pray. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> then I'll pray. Wow. And, you know, and the moonlight was shining through the tree. And at that very, very moment, I gave my life to Jesus. I confessed my sins. I don't know even what I did wrong in my life. I just said, Lord, please. And so I gave him my life. And the most amazing thing happened at that moment. As if like Paul the Damascus experience, a light from heaven, from there, shine into my heart. At that instant moment. Now, people can't expect what always happened to everybody. Mm. But for me, mm. at that moment... I knew at that second I'm born again. The Spirit of God is now inside of me. Mm. It, it's, there's no way to explain it, you know, in words to say it as it took place. But that was my experience. And I knew I belonged to Him. I know I'm saved. I know if I now die, I will go to heaven. I know Jesus is in my heart. And hence then I did something incredible. Only God could have done it. So I looked at him, at Ricard, like you next to me. Yeah. And he was just sitting there. And I said, and I put my arm around him. I said, what about you? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no ways. You told me. Yeah. And he says, no, 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 no. I will not pray that prayer. Oh, my word. And, and, you know, that changed the course of my life. And there God called me in the desert. From there I went to the desert and God called me for ministry. Mm. And so, you know, at the end of the day, I answered him and yes. And that changed my total life. I gave my life to the Lord. You know, I said to the Lord then, but can I trust your Bible? Can I trust the word? Mm. Is it really true? Sure. Uh, to me, the biggest battle, Heinz, was, is the Bible really the word of God? And I took it and I said to the Lord, I said, and for, for 18 months I studied it in the desert. 
uh, for four to six hours a day. They put me in charge of a group guys under me. So I had a lot of time at hand then. And I was reading the scriptures for 18 months, searching there four, five, six hours a day. Yeah. And I said to the Lord, I said, Lord, if this is the truth, really, if this word is the word of God, as what everything that's written here, if this is true, I will give my life for this. Mm. I found it to be true. And now, uh, in two months, uh, three months, I'll be 39 years in full-time ministry after I studied theology. Yeah. Travel the world, see thousands and tens of thousands of people coming to Christ. Amazing. Traveling in 62 nations, working with the pygmies in the rainforest, and places where you, they chuck me from an airplane in the Sahara Desert, in Sudan, in the Nuba Mountains, Kororak, Haiban, and they will leave me there for two weeks. 50 degrees Celsius and going into China wow. in the most desolate places between minus 22 and, and minus 40 degrees. Yes. Crazy so, stuff. So do you have like a go bag at your house? Yes. With everything That's ready, it. wherever you exactly. go, you've got it. Exactly. What is in that go bag? <laughs> I'm, the, just, I'm very the, curious. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. are you ready for anything? Yeah. Yes. Uh, you learn with, through experience. It takes you many years. Uh, you know, a boer, a boer sien, give him a stick blowdraad and a tongue yeah. and give him a few pieces of tools. Like, you know, I will have um, thin pieces of rope mm. and also gut, you know, catching fish with the yeah. gut and, and, and this type of stuff in my bag and a special tool bag because the mosquitoes will carry away some places. Yo, and so imagine. we had a two-man tent that we pack inside the bag. Yeah. So when you go to places, there's fleas, there's cockroaches, there's snails, there's Yo. snakes, there's uh, scorpions and snakes. Oh my you know, I'm in places where the snakes, they are so huge and large um, in, the, in the rainforest. Yeah. You will stand still and the pygmies, they will say, shh, and we will stand dead still. And me and three, four guys with our own scramblers. We buy scramblers for all the guys and then we take them on this trip and then we donate them to my, our pygmy ministry. So they call me the grandfather of the pygmies in the rainforest. Wow. And then the pygmies, they can hear what we can't hear. And the pygmy hunters. And then they will say, Shh. and when they say that, you become very still. You can hear the snakes coming. And then they can hear them in the forest. You don't move. Is it like those big anacondas? Yes, or? exactly. Yo. And then you hear them. So the guys, even here from Cape Town, Johan could see a hard seven instead of radio tiger. But yeah. they know, if they're listening to me now, they know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Johan, Terblanche, and were all these there? guys. They were there with, with me oh, when wow. it happened. That's exciting. I've got, yes, I've got guys that can testify. Yo. And so I took them with me on these trips, you know. Oh, and then oh, you will yes. hear them. And they will say, shh. And then you can hear them come past between us and the, and, and the motorbikes. And you can shh. Ooh. And you see their glittering bodies. Yeah. And they go through that. And we're like, okay, guys. They <laughs> say stand still. You stand Just still. Listen, yeah. I'm telling you. So we had these experiences. Yeah. It's amazing. You know? The motorcycles, is that part of the wheels? Yes. Ministry. Wheels for God's Wheels yes. for God. Yes. Yeah. So I've given now more than 4,000 pastors bicycles and many motorcycles because they have to cover many distances. Yeah. What, we, what we discovered, Heinz, is that uh, um, a bicycle in Africa can take the gospel 10 to 12 times further and faster by giving a guy, a man of God, a bicycle. Mm. So when God, because God gave me the vision mm. in my church when I was praying, uh, on the 5th of September, 1995, 5 o'clock in the morning, and 5 is the number of grace. Yes. And God gave me that vision to give to his people bicycles. So I obeyed him. And that's actually when our ministry in the mission started because of the vision that God has given me. Uh, for Africa, and through that, of course, our ministry is not only a local ministry and a church ministry, but has gone 
to many continents of the world. Wow. Trying to many, many of them, yes. Giving bicycles, giving motorcycles, because that will take the gospel much further. You know, there's pe there are people, they're my friends, they will walk on a Sunday uh, having three, four services. So he walks the whole day. Sure. But now that he's got a bicycle, he can do much better and go much further. Yeah. Is that because they have a whole bunch of uh, almost like home churches? That's exactly what it is. So you go from hut to hut almost. Uh, no, from village, village to village. village. Yeah, wow. because there's no pastors. So how do they yeah. get there? So so what happens is he becomes the pastor of three or four, six, uh, six villages. Mm. So what helps is the bicycle make it possible for him. And even the motorcycles, you know, when we go in the rainforest, we can cover sometimes one and a half thousand kilometers in the rainforest in, uh, in six days yeah. uh, going there and back and go to all the different villages. So I will give them uh, motorcycles and uh, we, we, we bribe the chief of the villages in the rainforest <laughs> by giving them salt. Oh, wow. So because and it's interesting that we are the salt of the earth. Yeah. So what happens is when they see, when the, when the chief, when we want to preach the gospel, if I knew I could bring all the pictures, but if, if we want to preach the gospel in an unknown place where the gospel has never been preached, mm. then we will say to the chief, if you allow us to preach to this people, we give you this bag of salt. And he says, sure, you do, because they need salt in the yeah. rainforest. Yeah. And so in that way, and they can put the salt on the motorcycle, on the scrambler, take it into the rainforest and preach the gospel of yeah. Jesus. Mm. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's wonderful ministry. It's, uh, what I'm hearing is that to, to be sensitive to God the whole time about how, how can you be relevant to a specific culture, specific situation, and, and adapt and so that the gospel will get to where absolutely, it needs to go. Absolutely. Always because be sensitive to that. Yes. You know, Heinz, you, you're so right in, in what you're saying today. And also I want to say, you know, Africa loves stories. Mm. You know, People, uh, they can speak many languages. Chiluba, Lingala, Chechewa, Shona, Ndebele. Um, How many Portuguese. languages can you speak? <laughs> now, I speak Afrikaans and a little bit of English. <laughs> you use it as self-defense. <laughs> I do that. And, you know, you when God told well me today. to learn English, I said, Lord, we hate the English because they put our women, our children, you know, in concentration camps. I don't want to speak English. But the Lord said, you learn English, my son. You better. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't do that, well, I'm glad I couldn't you minister. did. You're yeah. so glad you it is the grace of God. <laughs> yeah. Someone says here, Volna says, you must take me along with you next time. Yeah, my wife don't like it when women say that. <laughs> and she's like, really? No, take me. Oh, You oh, must take me. Oh, you for us, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. No, because no, no, because no, no. sometimes we get a lot of ladies say, I also want I to go with you, pastor the mission go. field. Yeah. And I said to my wife, you know, I've got this lady, want to go? And she said, really? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you yeah. can come along. And she says, no, no, no. Like I go only to certain countries with Yes, you. yes. I understand yeah. that. I yeah, understand that. I was, sure. I was speaking to my son the other day, my oldest, Leon, and he, he, he asked me, Dad, what is, what is the country in the world that you never want to go to? <laughs> and I said, I don't want to say it out loud because then God will probably sure. send me there. You tell me. Do you know? <laughs> Do you know what country it is? Yes, I told him, but I was you don't I, want to I, tell was, me. I was afraid to say I don't want to say it on the air because oh, okay. then it go no, I'm kidding. Okay, then okay. he says to me, But God knows your thoughts already. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I'm like, I know, but yeah. it's still when you say it out loud, you know. Yeah. No, I'm just yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. But but you know, Hans, there's good guys out there. No, of course. The one guy I work with, uh, Albiso, in the Philippines. Mm. You know, the Philippines, I don't know if you know it. Did you know that the Philippine Islands are more than a thousand? Now, I, I trained there the last three years. Did you know that they get uh, 20 cyclones a year? No. 20. Shh, that many. Whoa. It's one every three weeks. Yo. Bash that islands. Okay, now here's the thing. This guy is as old as I am. And he's in ministry 38 years, as long as I'm uh, just a year, year and a half behind me. Mm. And he planted, started 
400 plus churches on the mountains of the islands of the Philippines, all by one person. Now, I go to a guy like that. Mm. I train his pastors. Yeah. You go with me. You will be amazed. We fly to Cebu, Pagadian, you know, and we, we train them. We give them the heart of man charts. We give them what they need. We train those people. That's what we do sure. to help them. I will help a man that give his life for God doing things like yeah, that. Yeah. You sacrifice. Yeah. If you see some of the people I work with, sure. they, work, they walk 100 kilometers to another village to preach the gospel. Mm. You know, some of our people, like in Khartoum, in uh, northern, uh, well, which now is known as Sudan, um, I mean, I was just a little bit self of that. If you go to minister into one unknown tribe, we just had it with them. Um, I'm also in the Africa Council of Church of God World Missions of Cleveland, Tennessee. And so, you know, they will tell me, Joseph Kagarama, he will say, you know, Pastor Ray, uh, we told the guy that you put your death clock in your bag. So when he goes to minister, he put it in. There's no guarantee he comes home. Death clock? Yes. What is that? The clock. Oh, oh, cloak. The cloak. The okay. death cloak. Wow. Yes, he put it in his bag. Okay. Yeah, because the chance is more than 50% he will not return home. And he went a few months ago and he did not return. Yeah. Yep. You know, now people that make commitments yeah. like that, this is the people I'm working with. I call them the lions of yeah. Africa. Sure. You know, that is sacrifice. I remember we had our... Um, Every Nation World Conference a couple of years ago. And the first speaker on the first night asked a question that shocked me to my core. He asked, is what you are living for worth Christ's dying for? Yes. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing just, thought. Yes. It hit home. because, yes. And yeah. he, then he yes. told a story similar to some of the stories you've told about the sacrifice that people yes. are making. And, and I've recently also uh, listened to Francis Chan's book, uh, Letters to the Church, where he has many examples of how churches in the East, the difference between churches in the East and churches in the comfortable West, yes. and, and how, how we've lost, uh, or in the West End, to, to lose some of that urgency and that sacrificial yes. lifestyle yes. where you know, we think church is going to a comfortable place where we can complain about the air conditioning, complain yep. about the music being too yes. loud, not yes. happy with the light. Yeah. I don't know if the sermon, like you rate the sermon, <laughs> you know, we've, we've lost something. Yeah. No. And, no, I, no, and then when I'm hearing these stories, yes. I, yes. I go, yes. your Lord, forgive yes. us yes. and help us to, yes. to get back to a place where we are, you know, willing to yes. really lay down our lives. Yes. Because you go to those nations and I know where you are in Cape Town, you also have an influence, but... I've, I've had kids rock up at my home that are 15 minutes away from my house. They live in a shack. Yes. They have no education, no food. And, and when I started listening to their story, I went to visit their house and I saw where they live. And I'm like, this is on my front door. Yes, yes. What am I doing about exactly. it? Exactly. And that is, and I'm now working with a pastor friend of mine who, who knows the situation Fantastic. there. And we're trying to make a difference. But it, it, it takes... I realized how comfortable I am yep. and I realized how yep. selfish I am yep. and it's, it's, that is really just, yeah. yeah and I, yeah. I mean, if anything, I, I would love people to hear today. We can all do more. Now, here's the thing. Acts 1 verse 8. Um, you will receive power and you'll be my witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria. Somebody said some area. Some area. And the uttermost <laughs> part of the earth. Yeah. So here's the thing. We should do it simultaneously. Yes. 
So some people say, no, but why do you go to these countries? The work is not even finished in Cape Town. I said the work in Cape Town will not be finished even until Jesus comes. Yeah. But Jesus said to his people, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the mm. uttermost part. In mm. other words, it should be a simultaneous thing. We ah. do something in El Jerusalem. Yes. And in Judea. Yes. And Samaria. Amen. And the uttermost part of the earth. This I is what agree. God expects. We can't wait for the other one. First Jerusalem, when we finish, then we do, do Judea. No, no. Yeah. It's all for in one. So that our focus sense. should be, what can I do here for mm. the Lord? And do I care about there? Yes. You know? So there should be a balance in our ministry and when we look at the world around us. And I'm also thinking of what you said about each ethnos. Yes. That ha has most people groups in Cape Town heard the gospel? Yes. Probably. No, for sure. But there are countries where no, none I, of I, them I, have. I so mean, we also have to keep that in hey, mind. Hey, Heinz, only one country. I mean, I've been going... Walked nearly between the dead bodies in 2000 in Sudan sure. when they bombed our people there. Wow. I mean, in the war. Yeah. I mean, that's when I went there. I mean, Yo. it's been 20 years ago. I mean, that was that was a war zone. And when oh I flew goodness. in there and walked there, and you see the devastation mm. and the stench of death, and you come there to preach the gospel. I was preaching the generals. They crawl in the mud on the dust, confessing their sins and accepted Jesus Christ. I'm talking about generals Yo. of the uh, 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 um, of the armies. Mm. The uh, Sudan uh, Liberation Army. So here's the thing. Wow. You know, when you, when you do these things and you see the sacrifices of people, you know, uh, I mean, in, 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 in China, you know, those people are so committed. Mm. When I train them, you know, I've been training now 12 years, the house church in China. They don't like it. We say the underground church, but they call it the house church. Okay. Many of my books, I've written many books. And they've uh, been translated to Mandarin, Chinese, uh, French, Portuguese. I think it's like 28 or 30 translations altogether Amazing. from my books. But here's the thing. When we go there and you train those people, those Chinese, they will sit like 68 in a one-bedroom flat on the 26th floor of mm. a building. 68 of them on small bar stools, Chinese, yeah. from 8 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. I must preach. And you know, when what? I... Yes. <laughs> Yes. They just go to... So much you know, for a half an hour sermon. No, no. That's what they do. <laughs> yes. For three days, non-stop. Wow. And they will record me in Mandarin Chinese. So I will speak in English yeah. and it's translated and they will record it on video yeah. so that they can show it to all yeah. the other pastors. Wow. Now, when you see that commitment to get me in there, they fly me in, they put me in, the, uh, in a train, the bullet train. Sure. And for eight hours, you will shoot at 350 kilometers in China in a bullet train, come in the four o'clock in the morning at that place, you don't know where you are. Mm. They will not tell me. It's in the greatest of secrecy. Put you in a car with dark windows. It's raining. Take you to a place, a desolate place. People open the doors. They lock me behind bars in a place that only God knows where it is in China. What? And then they bring in 110 pastors and they lock us all up for three days and three nights. We eat, we sleep, we do the same thing all of us, in the greatest of secrecy, yeah. you don't, they close your face so that they can't see. Only my eyes, is, only my eyes is, uh, can be seen. So they, they close you up so that nobody can see it's a foreigner in that place. I've been in places in China where they've never, ever been a foreigner. What? They've never seen a white person. Yeah, yeah. They want to come and touch you. Yeah. They've never seen a white European in that area, in that place with their own eyes. What? It's crazy stuff. And then the temperature goes to minus 22 degrees Celsius. Yes. How, you know, do you, how do you get into those places? I mean, how do people even hear about you? Do you, I mean, 
How, do you pray and God just like opens up doors? Do you, do you get a place on your heart okay, and you so, just go, Lord, yeah. make a way? So, so here's the thing. The Lord told my assistant pastor way back and my wife. Sorry, the reason I'm asking yes. is I couldn't even think that up. Okay, like yeah, what here, you just told me. Okay, so here's the story. Me and my wife watched a CD of a woman that wrote more than 1,000 songs in China. And she, God gave her to sing wow. 1,000 plus, 1,200 songs. Wow. The lyrics, the words, everything. And she teaches the Chinese church. And somebody gave me the CD, a DVD. So me and my wife, we put it in and we looked at it. So it's like her testimony. Okay, yes. Okay. Only the Holy Spirit could do that. Yeah. Where the Holy Spirit gave this woman more than 1,200 songs. And as she was singing, I look at it and my wife says, God in my spirit tells me that you need to go there. I said, stop being crazy. I work <laughs> in the whole of Africa. I've got 38 nations. Yeah. I work in the States. And I've got other places. Yeah. Now, I work in Latin America, in Panama, Ecuador, Peru, Lima, uh, Machala, um, uh, um, Santiago, Chile, in an earthquake, uh, Tucumán, Argentina. I said, listen, lovey, I'm running like a crazy thing all over the world. China? No, thanks. And so my assistant <laughs> pastor had a dream just after that. He says, I dreamt last night, Pastor, you're going to teach the Chinese. Actually, oh, you're just as crazy as my word. wife. Not one word yeah. from you. Shush. Actually, you keep quiet and my wife keep Get quiet. Get behind me, Yes, so yes. <laughs> my wife said, it's good. Now I can pray about it. And so she prayed. So oh, one guy come and see man. me, Manning Thornton from Alabama, USA, yeah. uh, Birmingham. He says, Ray, I want you to take me in the deepest forest in Africa and to... Um, uh, Madagascar. I said, yes, I know Madagascar. I've yeah, been there yeah. in Belo, Morandava, Tana, Taumasin, uh, Tamataf, even for the fern. I can take you everywhere where we preach the gospel. And he's like, if you take me there, where can I take you? Wow. I said, well, I know you've been going to China for 20 years. <laughs> he says, I'll introduce you to my top leader in China. Oh so we made word. a deal. Back. So I took him into the deepest areas where the um, where the uh, line months is in North Mozambique. I said, come on, you want the experience? I'll give you one. So I took him there. Then after that, I yeah. said, Let's, let me take you to uh, uh, Madagascar. Mm. So I took him through Madagascar. And then I said, okay, take me to China, friend. Wow. So he introduced me to the top leader in China. And when they saw my books of Revelation and Daniel, they were so touched by what God has given me through his prophetic word yeah. in the uh, yeah. teaching. So then they translated my books. And so that was 12 years ago that I started wow. giving training for the house church in China. So God has really opened up China for me everywhere. Datong, Chenzhou, Beijing, Shanghai, many places yeah. by the grace of God. Yeah. That is amazing. Mm. I, I'm like, I'm just shocked at all that. Like you're just rambling off those countries, and I'm thinking, how many miles do you have, and and you know how many passports have you gone through? Like I'm just thinking the practical side yeah. of it. It, okay. it. It's easy to say, you know, I've gone to all these countries, but I'm thinking every time you leave your family, you go, you have to connect. There's obviously challenges. There's you know the you go no the, sleep. The yeah. devil, the, the yeah. devil is yeah. out to stop you. Yeah. If you, you ask me, what it is must um, be rough. Yeah, it is on my body. Yeah. You know, and the airplanes, and let, let me tell you something, you know, like last year. You're not I flying was, first class? No, never. You know what? You know what? No, I never had a first class flight in my entire life. Okay. I did have, I think, five. Uh, Great, probably. Yes, yes. All your miles. Exactly, yeah, five. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, Lord. Sometimes I will sit. <laughs> yes. And, but let me tell you this, Heinz. Um, last, uh, the year before last year, in 12 days, I did 360, kilo, uh, 360 around the world. 
Yeah. So I ministered in China and in Arizona in the USA, and they asked me to come minister, teach American pastors uh, how to go and minister to the Cherokee, uh, to the Sque, um Indians. What? And, and yes, ethnic groups. So I trained them, oh, wow. American pastors. So I've been training them now the last five, six years how to do what I'm doing, Americans. Wow. So gringos, Americano, they call them yeah, gringos. Yeah, 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 yeah. So in Latin America. So I trained the gringos how to do it. And so they let the man of Africa come to do it. Sorry, so they still... Native Americans, oh, Indians, yes. That, yes, yes. that haven't heard the gospel. Yeah, well, but because the material that we use, the heart of man chart, uh, maybe one day if I can just do a presentation, you will be amazed. Maybe you should look at our website and see how I did. Uh, we've just filmed it for the first time ever after 25 years. We can look at the 18-minute heart of man video mm. with the subtitles. Do yourself a favor. It's just an 18-minute video. Go and look at it. Go we've look got at it. it. I think we've got it in 30 languages. Yeah. Translated already. That's amazing. Yes, all done here in Cape Town. So here's the thing. Before you say that, sorry, why Heart of Man, the name? The, the Heart of Man is 10 full-color pictures showing you uh, from uh, being lost as a sinner to uh, become a testimony for Jesus and be saved and go to heaven. So, you know, the first time when I went into the mission field, we took the Heart of Man with us uh, in Congo, in Butembo and Beni. That first flight, we had to flee from Joseph Kabila when he came from Vic Africa Lakes. And so when we arrived in Beni and Goma where the, uh, the volcano is, that night, the professor of the university, they came and they rushed us and say, here comes the rebels, flee for your life. Whoa. So we jumped in a small plane, an 18-seater caravan, and we lift, uh, they lift us up above the soldiers and put us down in Beni and in Butembu, mm. which is about 40 minutes from there, and take us into the rainforest. But these things happening, all these things, you learn how to you know, do what we need to do. But the most important thing is, to be available to the Lord and to share whatever we've got. So the heart of man is to share the gospel in a verbal way and a visual way that you can see and understand the gospel. I mean, how can so it's I about share about reaching the, the heart of every man? Yes, is that what you're saying? absolutely. Okay. It's right. a heart of man. How can I reveal your heart to you? If you go and look at my presentation now, the heart of man video on uh, Raymond Lombard Ministries uh, YouTube, uh, you can see it in many, many different languages, only uh, 18 minutes long. You will be amazed to see how we teach and reach tens of thousands mm. and hundreds of thousands of people globally. I've trained more than 22,000 pastors and evangelists with this material. I give them the full package. And so this is touching thousands and hundreds and thousands of people. But because it's visual, you can see your own heart. It grabs you. You know, yeah. if I speak, if I preach to you, you hear me. Mm. But if you can see what I'm preaching, yeah. it's double as hard. And so this is what we do. So Africa, and that's where we got our story. So Africa is a place for stories. Mm. And, uh, and, and also Asia is a place of stories. So, you know, some countries in the world are very, very uh, easily to touch for the Lord by using this. And now we've Stories got this on our own app. Yeah, now ah. we've got it on, on the cell phone, so on the smartphone, cool. on the Apple platform, as well as on the Android platform, okay. available for people around the world. Wow. First time ever in the history of the world. In 2000 years, for the first time ever, since two weeks ago, we finished it. We have now the, it's only two weeks now. Wow. It's finished, done. The whole total product. It's amazing. And that you are the first person ever to discuss it with me on air. Nobody ever did it. Yes. So <laughs> ten out of ten so, for Heinz. Heinz Winkler. Can I ask a practical question? So on the obviously wherever you have the app and there's signal, you yes. you can use it. 
Is no, they're offloaded and then it's on the phone permanent. See, that no I think is amazing. That's, That's great. This is what we've done. Okay, brilliant. It took us three years to develop it. New, that is what you want, uh, is new to have it on your phone. And the team, everybody worked You don't hard. need a signal. Oh, yeah. Praise God. That's yes. like, that is getting the word out to yeah, everybody. Yeah. So this is now like brilliant. two weeks on the market now. So we will make it available to hundreds and thousands, hopefully millions of Christians globally. Sure. And you can offload it. And if we, if you get it from us, yeah. you can also offload 490 languages for the app. What? Nearly That's insane. It is insane. Yo. You can get it in wh whatever language you want. French, Portuguese, Swahili, uh, whatever you desire. Chichewa, Shona, whatever you desire. Wow. Lingala, Chiluba, it's all there. And talking about the unreached people groups, we were talking about it just now, Heinz. A country like Sudan alone, just Sudan, it's got 162 unreached people groups. What? One. That's our continent, continent. guys. Yeah, one Yo. country on our continent. I mean, that's why I say we've got work to do. That's why we so do this. So much things. work. Oh, that's what we do. We get on Europe and we go. I remember being a teenager and going to Love Southern Africa conferences. Yes, and, I remember those. And hearing about yes. the 1040 window yes, for the exactly, first time. Exactly. Since 1995, they promoted it heavily. I want to know, since then, yes. have we made a significant impact oh, yes. in the 1040 window? Absolutely. Okay. Let, yeah, let me tell because you. Because I'm thinking yes. all this time, all yes. this effort, like has it actually done something? Yes. Okay. A absolutely. That's awesome. That's because wonderful. those years, when you talk about, there were more than 5,000. Mm. Now, we talk of about 1,200 to 1,800 globally. So it's shrinked. No, no, Shrunk. for sure. Okay. And we, we hope that in the next Praise five to Jesus. eight years. Yes. That's huge. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So I serve also on those, well, my organization is registered also there, mm. uh, the Global Fight Advance in uh, CAS, Global Advance for Church Multiplication. I've just been there the other day in Minnesota at their meeting where the five top dogs in the world come together mm. and the five big organizations to say, okay, what must we do to make sure that we can get this job, job as quickly as possible done? Heinz, here's the thing. Let me put something to you. Please. I've just been with the missions director in uh, Tennessee a few months ago. And I told him, I said, sir, he's over 183 countries of the world. I know him very well, um, Dr. Um, David. And I said, uh, Dr. David, let me ask you, where are we 10 years from now? Mm. And he's like, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, 10 years from now is 2030, right? He mm. said, yeah, you're right. Mm. I said, let's give Jesus a present of his life. He said, Ray, what do you mean? I said, the church of Jesus Christ will be in 2030, 2,000 years old. Wow. I said, let's finish the job in the next 10 years. I challenged the world missions director, Dr. David wow. Griffiths. I said, David, <laughs> yes. let's get the job done. I said, the biggest present that we can give mm. Jesus Christ, mm. I mean, that's what he gave his life for. That is the story of the biggest story of the world. Wow. And there's something that we should think about. You know, people say easily, God has blessed me. And I want to know that God bless you. Pastor Peter Hudson asked me many years ago when we were coming from a missions conference. And he said, Ray, how's wheels for God's word going? How's your mm. missions? I said, mm. oh, Pastor, God blesses it, Pastor. And God is so good. And he's like, and tell me, did God bless you or do you what God do or do you do what God blesses? Mm, sure. Did God bless you or are you doing what God blesses? And I said, shh. So I sat in the airplane all the way from P down to Cape Town. 
I said, let me just, you know, assimilate this and give mm. me a minute. And you know mm. what I said to him afterwards? I said, please forgive me for being so upfront and say, you know, God blessed me with all these things I'm doing. I said, you know what? I come to understand today, it's a new revelation to me. God blesses the gospel of his son, Jesus Christ. And if you further promote, proclaim, carry the gospel of Jesus Christ, the biggest story, the greatest love story, the greatest story in the universe where God gave his son. Mm. That is the heart of the father. And if we promote that, if we, if we preach that, mm. then we flow in the blessings of God. And that changed my life wow. forever. You know, Yo. that, that moment, you know, this, you asked me earlier, it's powerful. Is, there, is there moments that changed your life? Yes. You know, these type of things, when God said to me, I give my word only to him who give his life to my word. When you hear these things, it, it is mind blowing. It changed your life forever. Wow. Because now you know, I will give my life to further the gospel of Jesus Christ. You tell me what I want to tell the world and South Africa and the people. That's what I want to tell you. But this is the greatest story, and we know the story, but there's 2.3 billion people out there that never heard it. Mm. And what are we doing about that? Sure. You know, what are we going to just accept? That I don't accept defeat. Mm. And you know why? Because I know the Bible. I know Revelation 5. Revelation 5 says, you've sang that song as a young man, I suppose, many times, Heinz. It says, you have redeemed us by your blood out of every tribe, every tongue, mm. every nation. They sang a song, yeah. the redeemed by your blood and made us kings and priests for our God and our Father. So, I mean, the fact that they all sing the song means the job was done. So, prophetically in the Bible, the book of Revelation, they were saved from every tribe and nation. So, I said, well, we've got 10 years to go to 2030. Everybody wants a rapture to take place. Well, let the rapture happen. I said to the Lord, I will gladly stay behind and still preach the gospel for you. Wow. You don't have to take me. Wow. I said to Jesus, you can leave me. You can take my church and my wife and my family. If you want me to stay and do the job, I'll do it until they kill me. Mm. You know, this is the thing. He said, do we just want to go and sit under a tree in heaven sure. and say, thank God, I made it to heaven. Please, yeah. man, let's get a life. If you don't get a crown, how can you throw a crown before the feet of Jesus and thank him for all eternity, giving his life for you? Yeah. I mean, where's your crown one day? People say, no, no, I'm not interested in a crown. Really? I read in the Bible and the elders and the safe one throw their crowns before mm. his feet. What do you have mm. to give to him? Yeah. I don't want to give him nothing. Yeah. I want to give him the crown. Say it belongs to you. Sure. But to, we, we, how am I going to get the crown? He will win souls. Um, he will receive crowns. That's why we read in the Bible of the five crowns in the New Testament. It's in my books, in the book of Revelation and Daniel. I'm saying this is why we live. Mm. This is our heart. Sure. Kingdom. You kind of jumped the gun there on me with uh, speaking to the nation, but I, I would, I, would, I do want to get back because we are, we are running quite long. Uh, but I am loving this. I may have to get you back uh, because there's so I can hear there's so much more. And Harvey from Joy keeps telling me there's more stories. There's more stories, uh, so we can, uh, can uh, we can definitely get some. I would love, maybe story day. Yes, yes. We should you have know, a story day. Yes, you know what? And we must call it. How do you hear God's voice? Okay. And uh, uh, when God speak to you, I think people will love that. Cool. I actually wrote a book about it, you know, right. because how can I hear his voice? But anyway, you wanted to say Yo, something. Yeah, we should do else. that. I like that. 
Um, before I ask my question, there's a lady asking, is the app for everybody? Can yes. anyone use it? Yes, okay. of course, of All course. Right. And we would love them first to look at the video, the, mm. line, the, the, the it's actually 17, 18 minute video, so that they understand what it's yeah. all about and we will gladly make okay. it available to Christians. Absolutely. All right. If they contact our church, we can help them to get it. But they can sure. go to the app store, it's there? Not there, they must get it from us. Okay. So we still have to, because we've just been finished the last two weeks, yeah. so we have to decide how we're going to make it globally available. Mm. So, you know, we don't want to just, you know, put something out there that people don't really understand. Yes. But surely, okay. no, it will be available for okay. all Christians. Great. It is just uh, the way we'll go about to do it. Okay, very, so very for important. now, um, you can see in the po in this post, there's a link to uh, RaymondLombard.com. Yes. Go to the website, yes. check it out. Everything the, is there. Everything's on the and website. And even in Yeich and mm. Enjoy, they've got all the websites to all our stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah, sure so please check that out. Thank but you. I do want to get back to... You know, we are in unprecedented times. Absolutely. You know, the, the, the COVID pandemic, the um, just what's happening in the world, what's happening yes. in America, yes. the, the great division yes. yeah. that's there between what seems to be the left and the right yes. everywhere, yes. Uh, racial yes. tension. Yes. The church yes. seems to be divided on the whole grace and law thing, yes. even yes. more than usual. Yes. There's so much going on. Yes, yes. Um, what, what would you say to... The, the, the general church of South Africa, everyone who calls themselves Christians, what, yes. how, do we, how do we navigate this time? Yes. The one thing is, first we must understand prophetically where we are in the Word of God right now. Mm. If you don't contextually understand where we are, we don't know what's gonna, uh, what lies before us and how we should look at things right now. Mm. So I would take it immediately to Revelation chapter 3 the church of Laodicea, because yeah. that is the last church before the rapture. Mm. Now, if you think about that, Hans, I don't know if you know it, but the word Laodicea means the rights of people. So you've got the the um, the Latin, uh, Vox Populi, Vox Dei. You can hear it, Vox Populi, the voice, the voice of the people, of the people mm. has become the voice yes. of God. Yeah. So that's democracy. Wow. We don't need God in our church anymore. Yeah. Why is that the church that Jesus said, I stand by the door and knock? Mm. It's just the last church. Wow. So what the church must understand, Jesus is outside the church. I'm talking about now, not only in South Africa, because you've mentioned it, but I'm talking for the church as a whole. Okay. Okay. The church as a whole, and mostly in South Africa too, Jesus is standing outside the church. He says, he will hear my voice and knock. I will come in and have fellowship with him, Koinonia fellowship. Mm. So here is the problem. The problem that we have is the world that we live in, the materialistic world has also influenced the church. Yeah. So the church has become lukewarm. So let's face the facts. Comfortable. That's yeah, it. That's definitely. it. It's exactly what it is. So that that has caused a huge problem for us. So once we understand this is the time of the Laodicean church, although there's just that have a Philadelphia spirit, there's you know there's mm. a great uh, revival, and but that is sporadically. But the church in South Africa as a whole and worldwide as a whole is in a very bad spot. Mm. But we still have to finish. The task. The mission. The mission. Mm. The calling of the Lord to proclaim the gospel. So the church should understand, although these things has happened where we are, actually COVID has given us a great opportunity to take the gospel to many places in the world previously unknown. So you you know and I know COVID-19 has actually been good to you in my ministry. <laughs> 
Well, in a Think way. Think about it. In, in a, a certain way. way. Yes, yes. In a certain way, the word goes out like never before. Yeah. Because more people have time to look at things in the lock-up situation. That's true. We have found that to be very, very true. Mm. But of course, it can have its own other problems too. So yeah. for the church, I first want to say, yes, we are in a lukewarm situation. But Jesus promised, if you open your life and your heart to me, I will come and have fellowship with, with mm. me. So the church should invite Jesus back. The church should open their hearts and the individuals in the church and say to Jesus, Lord, help us not to become so materialistic. So the warning is to not become so materialistic, but to focus on the job. How do we do that? We go to Matthew 24 verse 14. And this gospel should be preached into all the world, to all the nations. Then the end shall come. In other words, I want to tell the church, get back to work. Good. I like that. That's what I want to say to the church. Let's your finish the, the job. Yeah. Yes. And what is it? Go and make disciples of all nations. Yes. Preach the gospel. So I want to say, church, stop your nonsense, fiddling with each other, complaining about things, mm. and get the job done. Yeah. If we take our eyes off the job, how can we accomplish the job? Yeah. And Jesus will not come. You can scream until you blew in your face. He will not come until he will never change his word. Yeah. This gospel shall be preached. Mm. To all nations, and then the end shall come. Sure. The longer we, why do you think in Matthew 25 that um, this word always touches me? You know, the one about the ten virgins, mm. the five that were yeah. ready, and the, the others. oil lamps. Yeah, right, right. Mm. But there's one sentence there that always, when I come there, I stop in my tracks. I mean, always. And it says, and the bridegroom tarried. Why? That's the question. Mm. Think about it. Mm. While he tarried, the others fall asleep. Yeah. Okay, so and the others were not prepared. So my question is, Jesus will tarry until we do what he told us to do. Sure. And he's not going to change his mind mm. because he will not change his word. Yeah. It's there. So me and you, as much as we want him to come, let's do what he told us to do and get on and do what he's called us to do. Stop the infighting and, and, and racism and all this nonsense between each other. It's not these things. It is Jesus. Yeah. Because he died for everyone. Amen. He died for all of us. So good. I mean, we're all made in his image. So there's no way we're going to get out of it. Let's just do what he called us to do. Awesome. That's I what I would say. I agree. I think... You know, it's great to be aware of the times, sure. and uh, but I think there's a danger in 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 becoming uh, complacent, almost like I'm just going to wait for Jesus to come back and mm. do nothing wait for the long. kingdom. Yeah. So where we can be involved, help. Yes. And on that note, I want to know how can people uh, support your ministry, yes. get involved, maybe go on trips uh, yes. if when that opens sure. up again. Sure, sure, sure. Um, how can they financially, prayerfully yes. support yes. you guys? Exactly. We, you, you know and I know how it works out there. There's three ways. You pray, mm. you come along, and you give. Yeah. I mean, it's the only three things you can do. Yeah. What can you do? Yeah. You're too old to go along and give. <laughs> you don't have money or anything. Then pray. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, you know, join one of the trips or give. And make it possible so we can do the job. Yes. There's many thousands of pastors to be trained. There's millions out there that need help. And in what way? I would say um, if they want to get involved in our ministries, I mean, it's all out there. They can go, It's all on websites. Yeah. It's very well done. It's all out there. It's everything in the yaych or in the joy. Mm. They can see it there. So I just want, you know, I don't want to promote this or that. I'm, I'm just nice to be with you. I love this moments. And I'm very surprised the way that God is using you. 
I must honestly say, you know, I heard a lot about you. And I just want to say on a personal note, I'm so grateful to see, and I can see in your eyes your passion for the Lord, your heart. And, uh, and I mean, yes, keep on doing what you're doing. And let's just put it out there and let's see what God is doing. But we can do. Everyone can do something. Yeah. You can pray or you can give uh, to the missions work that we are involved in. I mean, I've got this guy building churches. Mm. I, I don't know if you know it. But I mean, I just wish you can one, take one day trip with me. For $1,200, they built a church in, uh, in, um, in, in Philippines. So every $1,200 I get, it's a, build, it's a church. Why? Sure. Because of all the trees. Mm. So I've got all the pictures. I can mm. show you hundreds of churches that they are building all over the Philippines. So I'm just saying, people say, what can I do? Well, erect a church or buy a bicycle or buy a Heart of Man chart or pay for an outreach or yeah, for like a motorcycle. Yeah, a specific thing. Yeah, yeah you have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. That, that, That's yeah. great. No, no, listen. You can do something. If you want to do something, you yeah. can. And sometimes even go along. That's amazing. Maybe Hans will join me on one of the trips. I'm, I'm keen. Be fun. I, I will be completely out of my comfort zone. Uh, <laughs> but I, I want to go. I'm, yeah, that I'm experience is for life. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, I just want to remind people quickly uh, that you can get the joy, the yaych and the joy. Uh, and they are running an amazing deal right now. You can get the Joy magazine for 320 Rand per year. Delivered to your door with a uh, John Maxwell book included, which is a great, great deal. Uh, so go to that number or that email address and make sure you subscribe today. They, it's an amazing magazine, a great bunch of people. They love Jesus. They love the church. They want to spread the gospel in a real way. Uh, so please, you know, partner with them and their ministry. Um, I, we know Aaron and Harvey and everyone Absolutely. there quite Both well. Of them. Committed uh, people. Absolutely. Great uh, people. So get on board with Joy and make sure you support them. And it's also a great way to minister to people. You can say, hey, have you read the new Joy? You know, maybe it opens up a conversation. Wow. You never know. Wow. So let's let's be aware that we are every day, once we open our eyes, we are representing Christ. And let's yeah. do that to the best of our abilities. May I ask you a question? Yes, of course. Are we on air? Is it fourteen twenty eight? Yes, we've been oh, on one and a half hour. Yes, this is crazy. I thought half. I was going to be here for an hour. Yeah. I only see now what you're doing. Yeah, no, crazy well, stuff. Well, I, I did tell you it should be about an hour to hour and fifteen. Yes. but we, we kept going no, and going no. and going. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you so much, and thank you, Hein, for the invitation. No, thank you, and thank, uh, you. thank you for your time. Thank, um, you. thank you for for Aaron and Harvey I mean, from Yaich who set this up. Yes. We appreciate it. Uh, make sure you get your copy of Yaich and Joy. And uh, may God bless you. Amen. I want to ask if you can pray sure. for those watching and listening. Sure. Um, maybe there's someone listening right now that yes. realizes, sure, I, yeah. I thought I was a Christian, but I, yeah. I don't really, I don't think I know the fullness yeah. of it. Or maybe they, they want to give their lives to Christ or can recommit their lives. Yes. And yes. then just for those who are listening to pray for yes. wherever they are sure. in the Lord. Sure. Let's do that. Yes. Yeah. Father, thank you in the name of Jesus that you today revealed yourself in a very special way to us. Mm. Thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who gave his life. What an adventure to walk with Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you promised that if we confess, you will forgive us. Yes. Lord, forgive us our sins. Forgive us where we transgressed against you and even become lukewarm and allowed the devil to derail us from whatever you had for us in store. Please, Lord, refocus us mm. by what is important. Let mm. us prioritize our life once mm. more 
by acknowledging that whatever you desire, that should be our priority and our focus. Father, I pray now that in the name of Jesus, that the hearts that are calling out to you this very moment, wherever they might be, globally, we see people from around the world that have locked in here. We pray, Lord, that your spirit is no distance Mm. by you, that you will encourage them to continue the good work like a mark of old, Lord, will come (laughs) back and lift their heads up and say, we're going to join forces and do what we need to be and Mm. be part of God's army. Mm. Help us, Lord, that we will accomplish your will and, and fulfill the great commission of Jesus Christ. We thank you for it in Jesus' precious name. Yes. Amen. 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 Lord, I just want to lift up this mighty man of God, his marriage, his family, the ministry and ministries that he is involved thank with. You, Lord, I thank you that you have sent him and, yes, and commissioned Lord. him and blessed him for a time such as this. Lord, I thank you for every mile flown, every mile mm. traveled, every country, city, village visited, that he came back from alive and strong. And uh, Lord, I thank you that you have blessed him and so many through his ministry. Lord, I pray for your continued protection uh, on his life and his marriage and his family and his ministries. I thank you, Lord, for supernatural favor to to increase upon all of his ministries and the things that he is involved in. Lord, we pray that you will bless this amazing tool, heart of man, that it will reach millions for the kingdom of God. Father. Lord, we pray for that 2.3 billion that haven't heard. I pray, Lord, for supernatural, open highways. Yes, laborers and access and open doors, Lord, like never before. We pray for that acceleration. And Lord, I want to stand with my brother and Mm. trust for miracle upon miracle to happen in the next 10 years that we can know we have done everything we possibly can to co-labor with you in getting your gospel spread to every nation in our generation. We pray that in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you. I just met you, you, but I love you. Thank you. Me too. Thank you, brother. Special. So good. So good. Guys, thank you for joining us on Love Unlocks today. What an amazing session. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for listening to all of this. I know like us, it it was long, but it didn't feel long. Uh, And I can hear there's much more where that comes from. Uh, So maybe we'll invite him back. uh, And uh, maybe we'll go on a trip and we'll video that. Who knows? It'll be be really cool. God bless you guys. Take care and know that God can unlock anything and uh, anything you may be struggling with or going through in your life and that he can unlock the evangelist in you, the pastor in you, what he's called you to do. Be open to that. Lean into God. His word says that if you draw near to him, he will draw near to you. And you can know that what is impossible with man is possible with God. So believe it. Stand on his word and know that that is true. And uh, we love you and we leave you with this. In God's name, we bless you. Amen and amen. Bye-bye.